0: Dating doesn't work. So, how about dinner with someone interesting instead? Some conversation and food. That's not a date. It's just dinner. And this is the It's Just Dinner podcast. Now, here are those gurus of dating peace and tranquility Tom Robinson and Bob Walz.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the It's Just Dinner podcast where we're changing the dating culture one episode at a time. I'm your host, Tom Robinson. And sitting right across from me, my co-host, Bob Walls. Tom, it's great to be here. What a beautiful day it is. It is a gorgeous
2: day. We've got great guests. We've got great friends. A lot of excitement here in the studio how today. How about two
1: young women sitting yes, with us this today? this is so thrilling. we got Sophia back. Welcome back, Sophia. Sophia, hey, it's good to be back. Good to have you, yes. and... I brought Macy back with Guys, I keep getting so well us back. last time. She got we a... can't get rid of her. Yeah, well, well, we don't want to get rid of she's her. So she's so pleasant and delightful is. that we've brought her back again. Yes, thank you.
3: Guys, you. you guys are so sweet. Thank, thanks for letting me back <laughs> oh, on. Well, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> We're glad to have you. Well, Bob, we have a guest today, and I'm really excited about our guest. Yes. Um, this is Mel New, and Mel is a Christian dating coach. Wow and she's from phoenix so we only bring the best and well, apparently so and so and she's living in southern california yes. right now she is the founder and owner of the i y k y k i y k i k yeah if you know gonna need some you know dating. that's going to need some splainin right yeah, we'll, there we'll talk to her about how she okay. came up with that name she also runs a singles community with over five thousand members across wow. the u.s Wow. Uh, she does, and we'll talk to her a little bit more about this, but she does a lot of Christian dating mixers mm-hmm. and she does some virtual workshops. And really what she's interested in doing is empowering the women of the Christian community, helping them to become stronger wow. and helping them to, to date better. Wow. And, well, Mel, we've been talking a lot about you like you're not here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Mel, welcome. Uh, welcome
2: today. Hello. Thanks for joining us glad to have you so with great us to be here. Now, now it sounds like from uh, the description here that most of your clients are female that you kind of concentrate more on the the female side of this or do you have both male and female
0: I do have both male and female clients but I am mostly focused on female clients
2: okay and it just did it just shake out that way or did you do that intentionally
0: um, it kind of ended up just shaking out that way I started off with both male and female clients and I really enjoy working with guys too. But um, my business coach said I got a niche down, and so mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea too. Because I'm a woman, I'm more specialized and expert in um, the dating side from from a woman's point okay. of view.
2: Look okay, that! I guess that's why we have two. Uh, that's why we here brought two. two Tom, ladies you're in way ties. ahead yeah. of me on this deal. Yeah. And, and and so the five thousand that you have in your group are those then mostly females across the United States?
0: No, actually. The 5,000 is our Facebook group. So it's a free Facebook group that we have. And that is both male and female. And it's been oh, really see. cool to see people like have met. We actually had three people get married who nice. met in the Facebook group. And so it's just a great opportunity for male and female single Christians to have some community.
1: Very good. Now Mel, I mentioned that you do host these Christian dating mixers. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Where did the idea come from? And, you know, how long have you been doing this?
0: Sure. So long story short, when I was in college, I had this idea of, you know, what if we got all the single Christians from all the different campus ministries together for like a big party or a big (laughs) Mm -hmm. get-together because you know I was like all the guys in Young Life are so cute I'd love to meet them (laughs) Um, but I'm not in Young Life and so that's where I think God really gave me the vision and then fast forward a whole bunch of years I was at um, just like a, a hangout with some girlfriends and one of my friends said I really want to try Christian speed dating and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's kind of like the vision I had. And I had actually worked for a secular speed dating company hosting their speed dating. And I realized I'm like, this is like pretty easy. I could put put it together for for Christians. And so 2021 on Valentine's Day, we ran our first nice. speed dating event at, out of her house. And there ended up being about 90 people that came three different events. Somebody actually got married from it Whoa, as well. nice. So that was really wow. exciting. Mm-hmm. And then people were just like, well, when's the next one? When's the next one? So we ran a few more during 2021. And then at the end of 2021, we did a mixer for the first time so we could get a lot more people in and it ended up being a success. And um, from then I felt like God was telling me to pivot towards um like counseling and so I applied to to be a marriage family therapist at San Diego State.
1: Oh, awesome. And
0: at the same time, I also created a TikTok for these mixers being like, "Oh, it'd be cool to go other places around the country." And also then at that time at the end of the year, I felt like God was telling me to give just a big sum of money. And I was like, "Oh no, God, I just was, you know, applying <laughs> to school." And I really poor. And I just felt like he was like saying like you know, 500,000. And then he's like, just give all your savings. And I was like, oh gosh, Lord. What, like,
1: what? what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: all my savings? And, 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 and so
2: you've you put all of your savings into this endeavor, into this venture?
0: So, well, I felt like he was saying, give it away, ah. like, give it to me. And so ah. I said, okay, Lord, if that's what you're asking, like, I don't really understand why, but you know, I, I've seen you come through too many times with other things. And so, I, you know, tied it away and a little tear in my eye. I was like, okay, God, you better freaking come through because like, you know, like I'm going to be on the streets of San Diego if not. (laughs) And it it was so cool because like I said, we made that TikTok account and it just went viral like two months after that. And I was like, huh, interesting. I was like, I would kind of like to bring these mixers around the country. But, you know, God called me to counseling and marriage family therapy and so if I get in, I'm going to put the mixers on the back burner, even though it seems like the trajectory is looking really good. And, and TikTok, lots of people were saying, come to my city, come to my state. <laughs> and then I ended up not getting into the program, which I was kind of excited about. So I was like, no, I can move forward with the <laughs> IYK <laughs> mixers. Right. And just to see God's favor just pour out on um, on this, this new business venture was incredible. And uh, mm. tons of people just started. DMing and emailing, being like, I want to volunteer, I wanna help in oh, this way. And we you. had a graphic designer come in and and help design like a website. And um someone even DM'd us being like, Can I donate money? And I was like, This isn't a charity, just so you know.
1: And
0: <laughs> um so we're on the same page and and she's like, I just felt like God was telling me to like give you guys money. And oh, I was awesome. like, Wow. And so she's Venmo me five hundred dollars. I'm like, wow, God is so good. Like he's not going to call you to something that he's not going to fund and he's not going to help. And so it's really such a God, um, like a God thing of how it, all, it mm-hmm. all started.
1: Isn't faith wonderful? That's that's very
2: inspiring <laughs> to hear. Now, now I'm assuming that at the beginning of this, that there was some realization on your part that dating had become dysfunctional. In, you're dealing more in in the Christian uh, realm. Is that one of the things that inspired you to to want to do this? To w- was was it noticeable to you that dating had become less functional than it was perhaps in previous generations?
0: You know, a lot of people say that, and this is yes. I have a whole theory of. I think it really changed. I know it really changed when the text message oh, started. Oh yeah.
1: Because
0: yeah. you think about it, it created a very low barrier to entry. So before, a guy would have to call your house, and they'd have to risk, you know, talking to your dad or talking <laughs> to your roommate, whatever. But now it's like all you need is a Snapchat. All you need is a text message, um, and there's, there's unlimited amount of text messaging now. And so, unfortunately, I think that you know, like our parents and you know, maybe ministry leaders, whatever. They really if they got married pre-text message, they don't know the landscape of what it's like to date up in yeah. a post text message world. Yeah. Because there's just, you know, there's there's not getting attached early. There's there's just so many things, especially as women, like, um, just to, to keep in mind of like, okay, like it doesn't really take much effort on a guy's end to just send you a text message because he's lonely one night. It doesn't mean he likes you, it doesn't mean he has any <laughs> intentions of dating you or committing to you, and so I've found that a lot of the pain happens in those very, very beginning dating stages where you're not quite sure where you stand with a guy and for girls and for guys, too. And I think a lot of it changed with the text message.
2: Mm. Now, I'm going to make another assumption. I'm assuming that uh, your reason for doing this is by connecting people who are Christians, that they already have something in common. right? And, And so that commonality makes it a little easier for them to connect than it would be if they were not of the same religious affiliation.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that's a really, for a lot of the people who are coming to these events, they're evangelical Christians, and um, they're also looking for somebody else who yeah, shares that part of their life, just because it kind of informs all their values and uh, just wouldn't be as compatible with maybe somebody else who wasn't on the same page with them as right. them. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Well, you know, I was reading a lot about you, and I was very fascinated about your road uh, your dating road <laughs> that you have gone through to kind of get to mm-hmm. this place that you're at right now. And as I read some of the comments that you've made of kind of what you, where you were and where you've become, where you've come, I I thought, wow, a lot of our listeners are in the same road mm-hmm. right now or in the same situation that, that you were in. Um, like thinking things like you said, you were overthinking your first dates and you were feeling so anxious about those how did that affect you? What was going on in your mind on these first dates that you were really overthinking?
0: Yeah, I love that question. Um, I think we see dating. Oh, the reason why I think I was overthinking. because so we see dating on TV and movies where they go on one day and then they're automatically a couple and they're <laughs> it's automatically like, it like love a each other.
1: Christmas movie.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and we don't actually see any examples of what it's like to just date, to get to know somebody um you know from being strangers and oh like it we ended up just being friends or we just ended up not having the chemistry. Like you just don't see any examples of that in media. And so you know we usually model our lives after what we see. If we don't right. have parents that like explain it to us, which most of us didn't because it was pre-text message that they <laughs> dated.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: so um so I was just getting so anxious. And so I actually my first online dating experience was I matched on online dating with this, like, youth pastor, so totally my my type and everything. And I thought, I was like, why do people hate online dating? It's so easy. Like, hello, <laughs> I, I matched with the, the perfect guy who's going to be my husband. So I was attaching way too early before I even got to know him. And then we went on a few dates. I was, like, so excited. And then I never heard from him again after that. Uh-huh. And I was devastated. And no one had ever told me, you know, like don't get super attached at first. Like just you're just getting to know them. Do you even like the guy? Um, I was so consumed with being like, okay, I want this to work so badly. Um, it's really hard for me to keep my hands open and just trust the process and trust that there are enough good guys out there for everybody to get one. And I was like, <laughs> if this isn't it, then you just, then made, you just my... made
1: these two girls smile when you said that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Hmm. Yeah, it's a huge mindset shift. And so, yeah, I was getting super, super anxious until really I had, after that experience, I was like, dang, I don't know very much about dating. I have to really learn a lot. So I got my own dating coach. I listened to a lot of really good podcasts about dating and really started stepping into this new idea of just approaching dating as a way of connecting with other people and that being the number one priority. In, now, yeah. now, now, to,
2: now to kind of explore that a, a little bit, because we, uh, and I think we have kind of a shared belief system here that when you look at religion involved, that sometimes there's pressure on you to want to move forward with a family. And, and so mm. we, we see a lot of that where people, their objective is to get married and have a family. And so sometimes moving from A to B is kind of why you push the gas pedal a little too quickly. Mm. It, it, do you find that also because of our our religious belief in the importance of a family and the the importance of having children that kind of causes people anxiety when they don't see themselves moving as forward as mm. maybe they think they should?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think you see that a lot with more with women who are maybe in their upper 20s, early 30s and beyond. And because, you know, like the truth is there is a biological clock, you know, right. and, and it is ticking and there's, you know, a certain age that you're the most fertile yes. and all these thoughts of like, will a guy still want me if I'm over 30 or over 25 hmm. I wouldn't say it's bad though I think it's just keeping it everything in perspective right which right. is important yeah, that's what I would say
1: now something you just mentioned a second ago that I wanted to touch on because I found this really fascinating and a lot of the things you talked about is the idea of uh, ghosting and <laughs> you you felt like when and you just I think you just talked about a second ago is that all of a sudden you never heard anything you kind of got ghosted and then you just feel extremely rejected. Um, how, mm-hmm. do you, how, do we help, how do we help people get over that? I think you made some reference to it when you said, you know, don't get too connected too quick because the ghosting could happen, but how can we kind of help them get through that, po- that point?
0: Totally. I think it's important for especially women. Now, men do struggle with this too, but I would say predominantly it's uh, more common with women to understand that biologically we are wired to connect early so we have a womb so it's in our best interest to find a man that we feel safe with so (laughs) we're already kind of fighting against that a little bit so to keep that in mind that on a dating app or even a first date it's going to feel really natural to be like okay i want to lock this guy down or get locked down by him (laughs) but it's really important to remember that actually um it's that men and women think very differently about love, they fall in love differently, and that men actually, for them to value a woman, they need to put in effort and they need to put in work, just like honestly anything in life, you know, we work for something, we treat it better, we value it more, and as a woman, because we do have the womb, that if a guy isn't asking you for commitment, don't close off all your other options. I'm not saying to cheat on people, but I'm saying before you're actually in a relationship with somebody, realize that like, you are the one who does have the biological clock and that a guy needs to show why he's good enough for you for Absolutely. you to cut off every single other option to show that he will protect you cherish you um serve you love you now you obviously have to be like high quality as well but i always tell the women like let the man move the relationship forward and you just you just stay focused on on yourself on your goals on you know still be open flirting make yourself available but just because a guy shows you interest doesn't mean that he's worthy of your commitment and so you really Uh need to be like observing and i always say the first mm, 30 to 90 days data collection that's all it is. You have to just remember oh, like that. that. I'm just collecting yeah. data and seeing how they react. You're not trying to change them. You're not trying to negotiate with them. I would say you can still like share how you feel about things of like, Hey, I didn't like it when you did that or whatever. But again, you're just picking up like how does he respond when I share my feelings with him? Is he like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like, tell me more about that. Or, or, is, or does he get all defensive and he's like, well, like, sorry. Like that's just kind of how <laughs> I am. Cause it's like, Hmm. Okay noted data collection. (laughs) I don't
1: like how you are.
0: (laughs) I don't like how he makes me feel, you know? And, and so this isn't like, what do, what can I say to get him to change? It's like, no, like he's showing you who he is. And same for guys, like she's showing you who she is. And if there's willingness to change, if there's like, you know, like, Hey, give me some feedback. I'd love, I'd love to hear more. Those are all good signs. You know, it doesn't mean that they Mm -hmm. can't change because there needs to be, If you're not in a relationship or never been in a relationship, you're not going to just come relationship ready always, but you can come with the tools and the mindsets that will, you know, you can be shaped. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's really important, especially for women to keep in mind that you are just collecting data and you're not committed to him. He's got to show you why you should cut off your other options because at the end of the day, the man is the gatekeeper to a relationship and to marriage. And in more of like the secular world, women are the gatekeepers to sex Men are the gatekeepers to a relationship. And mm-hmm. so um, it's important to know that as a woman of like, if you want a man who's going to lead and is going to like, yeah, be in that position of a leader, you have to like let him be moving the relationship forward at the pace that he's ready. But man, if he's taken forever, like if he's taken more than three months, like <laughs> you're allowed to ask for clarity. You're allowed to be like, Hey, where do you mm-hmm. see this going? Um, I, I want to get married someday. I want to have a family. And if you don't ask for clarity at the appropriate time, then it's really not on him to have wasted your time because it takes two to tango. So I think right. a lot of women, they just don't know when to ask the questions. They don't know um, about the whole collecting data thing. It's kind of like, again, we see in TV that people, they just go on one date and then they're together.
1: They're together. And there's right. not really, I love that idea of really data like collecting. Ladies, what stage. do you think?
3: Mm-hmm. I think it's so smart. I've heard that it's like after 90 days or whatever is when they start to really show who they actually are so I think like like obviously at the beginning you need to be like looking for the red flags and things like that but if if they start to treat you know the people like other people like they do um, in the first 90 days they start to treat you like that and so I think it's smart to just take that in because if you get too attached quickly it's gonna be like oh well that was (laughs) <laughs> that, was a, that was dumb you know like if you notice those things beforehand then you will never have to get to that stage
4: mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. once that Oh-oh. if you have a crush you're just uninformed and I, I, I like that a lot. That, because, that is so darn
2: romantic. I, I think on. that's <laughs> about, Could we save that no, for the Valentine's not, special? Not, not
4: that, like, like, if you knew more, you automatically wouldn't like them. It's just that if you mm, grow good. to love them, then you like them, obviously. Right. I, I, I know what you mean, okay, but that way. I just I really
2: I, like you. Well, you're uninformed. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great response, isn't it? <laughs> just you wait till you get to know me, then you'll find out. Yeah. No, I, I, I see totally what you mean, I that if you, <laughs> I, I think the part if you fall in love and have a crush too quickly, that is generally that you're yeah. uninformed, because yeah, then you're basing it on emotion and not on data that you've collected, as she's suggesting, that you collect data to see if you're compatible mm-hmm. before you develop a, a romantic feeling.
3: Mm-hmm. It's almost right. like you you want what you can't have because you don't know. It's like those famous right. people where exactly. you're like they are so cool like, right. but you've never met them before, right? And then like if you meet them you're like oh this is a normal person. <laughs> and then
2: you go to their concert and you think yeah they were yeah. that nice. I mean like they're cool and stuff but yeah. they're not like this. Right.
3: Figure that you've, you
2: you've created them into being something yes. bigger than what they yeah. actually. Right. Which yeah. happens a lot I think in dating on both sides, both with Absolutely. men and women. So so maybe to paint a picture here um, maybe you could just kind of give us an idea of your typical customer. When someone, you know, who is it that typically would come to you and say, I want to hire a, a dating coach? Uh, you know, what typically are they, have they gone through before they come to you? And then what is your, your first step? What is your advice that you give them to start?
0: Yeah, great question. So typically it's um, women who... Are over-attachers who find themselves getting interested in a guy who maybe at first is giving them attention, but then seems like they're the ones that end up pursuing the relationship um, or moving the relationship forward, or feel like, man, I'm getting so much and the guy isn't giving much back. That's um, that's kind of the the niche because that that was my experience. And um, someone who feels like guys maybe waste their time. I think that's another um oh, yeah. kind of characteristic mm-hmm. of the, the women that i tend to help and um and you're oh and then the first steps would be um um we talk a lot about first step is well i, I have like um like a six month um it's called the inner circle program that i that i bring like just a few like a handful of women through and we really start with um, ourselves, and so it's like a triangle. So it's like me, men, and magnetism are like the core things I focus on. So the mm-hmm. first thing is me. So I focus on um, what does your single life look like? Like, do you have a thriving single life where you have a community of other women around you, where you're, um, you know, you have your your hobbies and your passions, and you know, if you're a Christian, you're serving at church, and you're um, so you feel like you have a really full life. And you're for the most part happy in your career, you know, to be you know, to love it, but you know, not feel like because cause dating can create this vacuum where you feel like if I have this person, it's gonna make my life so much better. But then it, it's really hard not to feel kind of desperate in a relationship because let's say it's not really the best relationship, but at least you have somebody now. It's like it's kind of hard to return to that life that was so mm-hmm. hopeless before or like sucked before. But if you <laughs> create this really abundant life, then it's like you know what? It's actually going to take a really awesome person to that, that like actually adds to my life right. instead of takes away from it. So that's like one thing. And then another thing, focus on or like, what are some lies and like ways that we've been um, like wounded before in the past that, because um, we have an enemy and he likes to whisper lies into our ears. Oh, and yes, there's he God's does. truth and then there's the enemy. And so that's going to come up more than almost anything in dating. Because think about it dating, there's no security. There, at least in a relationship, you have a commitment, marriage, you have a covenant, and then friendships, it's lower stakes. But Mm -hmm. with dating, it's like, there's nothing. You just are (laughs) kind of just like hoping, (laughs) you're just trying to guard your heart, but you're trying to get too invested, but you're also like falling in love. And so it's just like, it'll bring up a lot of different like wounding. So whether you have like a rejection wound or an abandonment wound, or um, you put walls up, like just those things start to come up a ton. And so we really focus on like, hey, okay, what, what are these lies? Like, is it that I'm always alone? People are always going to leave me. I'm mm-hmm. unlovable. I'm too much. I'm not enough. And then replacing mm-hmm. it with God's truth of like, you have inherent value because you were made by a creator who sees who, who, who made you. Therefore you have value and worth and dignity. Mm-hmm. And for those who believe in Christ, like you are also born into um, royalty. You are a co-heir with Christ and you um, should like that's your identity. That's who you are. And it, that really is what informs everything else in life. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that we focus on is a kingdom dating mindset, which means understanding that God has a even bigger purpose for your dating life other than just to find your spouse and realizing like, you don't know why you're going on dates with somebody. It could be because that could be your spouse, but maybe it's to encourage them. Or maybe it's because you're gonna see something like for a woman like wow that guy treated me so amazing and like just cherished me and made me feel so like seen that's the kind of guy that i want and also like i want to become more like that type of person so mm-hmm. you can encourage and be like hey man you know what like i to, like maybe we didn't have sparks but i want to give you some feedback that i felt really safe when you did xyz now that guy leaves feeling a little bit more confident and who knows, maybe that guy will be your son's mentor someday. You know, you just don't know where you're sowing in the kingdom of God and right. you're going to reap at a later date. And that's so, those are the that's so true.
1: And it, I, I was just going to add, add one thing. And that is that we had a guest on once before that said every time she went on a date, she thought, how can I help mm-hmm. this person? Right. What have I learned that I could help this person along? And then how can I go back and reflect on the date? And how does it help me? How did that date help me to become a better person? And, and, and well, it sounds
2: like your first step with people is to to force them to re- look at themselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard to do to look at ourselves and say, OK, where am I? You know, where am I coming into this? Because a lot of times we don't think of those kinds of things, because as you said, a lot of times we're looking for someone else to rescue us. And, and we think, well, yes. if I just had the love of my life, then I would be happy. I'd be happy. But, but it sounds like what you're saying here, the reality is that you've got to be happy first. Before you can bring somebody Mm -hmm. into this,
0: yeah, that's you have to. I think, and we we get our happiness. I think from from being in relationship with our Creator through Jesus Christ, and I think that that's the way to have the. For me in my life, I found that that's like my ultimate satisfaction, and if I don't have my identity solid in that, then I'm going to be looking it for it to be affirmed in other areas and. Likely in the person that I love the most, which will be my spouse. And um, that's a lot of pressure to put on one person to be like, hey, you need to affirm me. And and also (laughs) then if they mess up, then it's a reflection. it, It will be a reflection on me or it'll make me scared. Like, oh, you lost your job. How are we going to be like provided for versus if I'm like, oh, God is my provider maybe he's providing through my husband but ultimately it's god so i'm not going to put all this pressure on my husband because right. i know ultimately i'm safe god's going to provide for me and i don't and then i can just be free to love my husband
1: that's so smart hmm.
2: do, do most people resonate with that do you have a, <sighs> is it pretty easy to get people to make that transition to do that self focus or do you find that some people get caught up in the inability to do that at first
0: yeah I think most people just haven't really thought of it that way. They haven't made the connection of how important it is for us to be our identity. But the one connection, at least with women, that's been really helpful is this idea of like, how do I become feminine in the sense of like, how do Mm. I lean back? How do I, how am I receptive to a man? How do I let him give to me? How do I let him lead? And I say, ultimately as females, like we need everybody, but especially females, because we're, men are bigger, faster, stronger, we need to feel safe with a man. And it's understandable that we're going to try to grab at control because we don't feel safe. So for example, he's not being very clear in his communication. You know, he's not really making very good plans, let's say. As a female, it's it's our temptation to be like, I'll just make the plans. I'll just pick the best track. I'll just tell you when to meet me, right? But then that doesn't actually invite the man to step up into his role as a leader. And ultimately, we end up feeling like, man, I'm doing all the work around here. And a guy, he'll either go passive and he'll just let you do it, or he'll start competing with you for that leadership spot. And then he won't feel respected as a man and he'll lose attraction for you because he's not going to feel like a man in your presence Mm. and so i always tell women like hey you got to feel safe and so you have to realize your identity and who you are in christ and with god like he keeps you safe he is your protector he is your provider and know that ultimately god is watching out for you he's got your back and so when you feel scared don't don't reach for out, outside things. Go straight to your dad and have in your father and be like, dad, I feel really scared right now. And he he, he will speak to you and say like, I've got, I've got you protected. You don't need to be scared. And so then that enables then the women to lean back into this safety, which then makes them a lot more attractive to, to men. Um, you know, a man's like, oh, she's like, they'll say like submissive. You know, it doesn't mean that you roll over and you play dead, but it's uh, type of submission. But it just means that like, You allow them to have influence and you allow that you trust them enough to be like, okay, they will figure out the plan. Maybe it's not my first choice, but I'm going to be grateful for what they do plan. I'm going to affirm where I can and know that anything else like I'm safe with my father.
2: Hmm. Interesting. So so kind of going back to the more traditional uh, male, female roles that we've kind of lost a lot in society. Those are kind of uh, the kind of push to the side. I, I have to admit on our podcast, we don't really talk about that. Too, too too much. We don't really. No, we uh, should. Uh, do should we more? Yeah. Should we more? Should we less? Does that scare you, ladies?
3: I mean, I think it's a topic that definitely needs to be addressed in in all areas because I think, I think there's things to be learned from the way that it, things are now and from the way that was in the past. So I think that there's a, a good mixture of both.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sophia, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I I would love for you guys to talk about it because I I she's like not me you no, well, right. just, well. I have a lot to learn. That's something that I. I'm really curious about and i'm working with just because i'm trying to go into the military and that mm-hmm. is something that i've like prayed about a lot and i really it's like really meaningful to me and i haven't already contracted so it's still kind of up in the air but it is something that i struggle with because i really feel like i i should i mean that's personal but yeah mm-hmm. like I, I i definitely think it's really important but i would love to hear what other people have to say about it because i have a lot of questions as well, well that,
2: that just seems does. really refreshing and i love it the does. way that she's yeah. just i love front, what she's saying uh, up front with that and maybe we need to rethink that, you know, not, not that uh, we're opposed to that in any way, but I just don't know that we've ever had a podcast where we've actually talked about that. You know, right. we, we, there's a certainly a lot of aspects of this that we've talked about, but I, I think that you first need to be comfortable in yourself. Right. And mm-hmm. becoming comfortable in yourself, first thing, means to develop what your relationship is with Christ. Right. And your belief mm-hmm. system, because that is so much of who you are,
1: I I also think something else that you said, Mel, that I found really interesting was that as you develop that relationship with Christ, not only do you become a stronger person, but also that you become more attractive to to men, and vice versa. I think men do right. as well; is they develop that you, relationship. You become more attractive to someone who's
2: looking for a relationship with someone who is connected with their right. religious beliefs. Well, and
1: I think it has. There's confidence in yeah. that because you know that you are much more than right. yourself. Right. Yeah. And yeah. when you look
2: at a relationship, how important that, you know, I look at my wife and I our connection on our religious beliefs is so important in in our relationship of why right. we stayed together for so many years. Mm. I'm sorry I cut you off, Mel. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no. I I I completely agree that um with the confidence cuz I've noticed the more confident that I've become in knowing who I am in Christ and knowing that it's not from any of my external value that it's it's from the value that that who God says I am and who Jesus says I am, then I really do walk with a different attitude. And and one of them for me that really hit home a few years ago, and it kind of changed everything. There was a song by Maverick City Worship um, called "Gyra," and there's um, there's a part in it where it says, "I'm already loved, I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken." And I was just like, "I am chosen." Like I am chosen by the King of Kings, by Jesus, like he has chosen me. And then I kind of compare it to that feeling. And ladies, you, you can probably understand what I'm talking about, and guys too. But like when a hot guy, like like he's like, like chooses you, you know, like you're the one, or like he likes you back or whatever. And you're like, oh, like I just got chosen, you know, like <laughs> you just get kind of this high oh. off of it. Um, or like he likes your picture or whatever. And you're like, he picked me and then i realized i was like oh my gosh what if i walked around life with that energy because you, you feel unstoppable you're like i've been chosen i feel like i'm king of the world like because i've been chosen what what can stop me and i realized that that's the same kind of like high that i can always get from knowing like jesus chooses me so i'm like it's like big chosen energy <laughs> of like mm-hmm. i can walk around like i'm chosen and i don't need anybody to choose me i don't need if a guy doesn't choose me or not i'm like weirdo i'm a I'm the chosen girl. I'm the girl who gets chosen. Like, didn't you know? queen.
4: I'm the queen,
0: you know, but really it's, you know, it's not in this cocky way, but in this like, okay, you don't have to like me because I already know that like I'm chosen. Yeah, um, I think, I think we I'm should done. all
1: walk around with that yeah. confidence. Well, and, and if you yeah. have that degree of
2: confidence, it probably takes your anxiety away from relationships because you're good either way. You, you you're not mm-hmm. thinking that you need to be saved in some way by, some, by, a, by a man yeah. or a woman because right. you're already saved. You know right. you, you're not worried about that. Yeah. Um, so That's- so on 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 the technical aspects of how you do this, because uh, you know you you're dealing with people who are in very different parts of the country, and, and so do people connect through dating apps? Do they swipe each other? How do they? Or do they go to conferences? Do they? Are, are they mostly finding people who live in an area where they're close by, or is there people who are dating, you know, uh, remotely in, that you work with?
0: Yeah. So most of my clients are. I mean, I work pretty much exclusively over like virtually, and so they're all around the country. And it's really up to up to the individual. I think most mm-hmm. people would probably prefer something local, just because it's like long distance has its own difficulties, especially right. if you meet long distance. I'm not anti long distance though, but I, I, I do, I work with, I do workshops and, um, my first workshop was last week, uh, last month in May. And I did it specifically on online dating because I have been online dating for the past like, five years. I've actually been on over like 71st dates. Most of them being from online dating over the five mm-hmm. years. So do the math. See, there you go, really. the
1: ladies. You have something to shoot for now. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's expect, insane.
0: Man. that's <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, but I mean, keep in um, mind, it's over It's over five years, but that's right. um, that's right, yeah. But it really helped me take that anxiety down and not be um, so like high stakes about every single day because when they're few and far between, then you're like, oh, like it just, it's, it's the uncertainty, the unknown gives you anxiety. But anyway, so I highly recommend dating apps. And a lot of my clients, I can think of two right now that they weren't on dating apps. Um, but then I was like, you got to go on the apps. And then they did and they found their boyfriends. And actually, my mm. old roommate, I was like, Sarah, you got to go on the apps. And then she was <laughs> like, okay, fine. Met her husband like a few months later. Um, mm. And so obviously, it's not, I mean, I've been on it for five years. So I still haven't found my husband. But um, But I just, I think of it like, It's not your lifeline. It's just a resource to use. I agree.
1: We we both, I think we agree with that Mm -hmm. on our podcast. And our thing was always go on the dating app, find someone to go out to dinner with, Mm -hmm. sit and talk and communicate. Do you find that you find people on dating apps who are
2: not co-located with you that you're interested Mm -hmm. in dating or does that kill the deal
1: for you?
3: I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't go on dating apps. You don't. I don't. Oh,
1: see, Mel just told you to. Well, no, she didn't and tell I'm her. Sorry. She just said <laughs> if you wanted to. But, uh, and,
2: and so I'm a guessing that you just get asked out enough that you don't need to go oh. on the apps. Yeah. Macy, Macy oh. hey, is <laughs> yeah. the very, the very out outgoing. Going, the poor Mel, little so. rich girl here. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> she, we're not she's gonna very out going to cry for you. Get, get you on the dating app. What would, would you date someone remotely? Is is that? No, uh, no.
3: I cannot. I think long distance is awful. Like if I'm not with somebody, I will lose feelings with them, and it's just, it's just that's just how it is. Right. If, and and yeah. I and I know there's other people that can do that. My roommate's one of them. She's been dating a boy right. long distance for like a year.
2: So it's just you, it's just you, uh, Sophia. What do you think? Is that a would, would that be a, a deal killer for you if this person was several states away?
4: Um, no, it's definitely harder, and yeah. I've done it is the thing, and so that's hard because it's ended in a variety of different ways. But right. I think- But ended
2: was the opt- uh, the, the important word in that sense. Well,
4: <laughs> <laughs> well I, think, I think it's definitely not like a deal breaker, but really like everything, it just like really, really does depend how they handle it. I think it, it was cool. I did like once when I was younger, I tried mm-hmm. to like have a little thing with someone that was like living a couple states away. And I learned a lot from them about right. communication and stuff like that. Like even though they were so far like, it was a really good learning experience for me. I definitely wouldn't go back to that person <laughs> mm. or that situation specifically. <laughs> mm. But like, I, I le- I'm like grateful for it. So I don't know. Like, I would try it. if if it felt right. right. I don't think it would be like off the table. It's not ideal though. All
2: right. So so Mel, how have you made this successful? How have you made this work? It, it, you know, de- it sounds like you have. It sounds like that it works for for you and for your clients that you work with. How how have you gotten past that? Uh, uh, distance in relationship.
0: Yeah, um, I would say most people do local because you can set your parameters for how how far away you want, and right. um, and so I think I've noticed that like at a younger age because um, you you two girls are still in college, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay, so the thing is, like, that's interesting about, I always tell people, I'm like, date in college if you can, um, because, in high school, really, because, like you said, like, you have a lot of the same age people in, right. like, the same area. Yes, I and hope everybody explain... heard her just say that. So. Yes. Let's just yeah, say that again.
2: It's... Date in high school and, and college. college, because there's a yeah. lot of opportunity <laughs> right in front
1: of you, right? So you just heard a I'm professional all... dating right. coach from just a say professional that. dating so. coach. <laughs> Do
0: it. It just gets, I mean, yeah. And and I know there's a lot of people also want to speak to who like their dream was to get married out of college, but it just didn't work out. So like there's room for that too. But Mm -hmm. I I think that a lot of people sometimes are told, um, depending on which particular religious circle you're in, but it's like, oh, you have so much time. You have so much time. Um, Anyway, with the dating app, sometimes like you... You know, you want it to be obviously local, but you're like, there just really aren't that many people in the area that I'm <clears throat> that I'm living right now. So you are a little bit more open to long distance. Right. Um, so I would say, like, try to you know make it as local as possible. But also, like I said, not making dating apps your lifeline, just making it a resource. But think in your head, I'm going to try to um, meet people when I'm out and about and I'm going to be intentional about, you know, you go to the grocery store and you see people, you go to the post office, you go to the gym, you know, like try to stay more present where you're actually at, go to church. Um, And that's also why I teach in like the triangle, the magnetism part of it, which is like how to drop the hanky, how to indicate (laughs) that you're interested. So guys come up and talk to you. Um, Because I think that's a really important part of making yourself visible.
1: I like, I like what she just said about being intentional right. and actually yeah, I hear making specifics a, on that.
0: yeah, Sorry.
1: what does that mean? What do you mean by you're, that? Use no. a little primer on intentionality. Yeah.
0: So that just means, cause we all do, you know, we're out and about, you know, even if you work from home, you still have to go out and about. And if you don't, you should be being intentional about going to the grocery store, going to the gym, like make sure you're, you're not just staying in your home. I know it's a little different talking to like college age kids versus older, because in college, you're, you're always out and about classes and whatnot. But I think as you go older, it's easier to get kind of caught in your little routine and you just go to like one or two places and you go back home. And it's like, how do you expect to meet people if you're not going out and being intentional mm-hmm. about you know being off your phone? Um, I always tell ladies, I'm like, every time we're leaving the house, we're like, we're going to be dressed to nines, but like hair done, makeup, like feel confident. That's. Basically, feel good in what you're wearing, feel confident, um, because these are all opportunities to get asked on a date and to meet somebody. Right? Um, don't don't be on your phone. Should be like, slow it down, and you know, make eye contact with the cute guy you see. Smile, like look away, smile. You know, play with your hair. You know, <laughs> oh, she like, said the three second things.
3: rule.
1: <laughs> she did. Look, yes. look yeah. away, and look back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, if, like guys are drawn to that. Like a mo- like they can't help but talk to you if they're if they're attracted to you and interested. Like they'll talk to you if well, they're now, not the private girlfriend. Sorry know.
1: about that. Before we <laughs> run out of time, there are a couple other things that I wanted to talk to you about that were on your Instagram that I just thought were genius. And Bob, Bob and I always like when professionals agree with what yes. we have said. It makes us think so, you're really smart. So on her Instagram, Bob, she <laughs> said that she had four behaviors for instantly boosting your attractiveness. Oh. Okay. Ladies, you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Just One was, and, and we talk about eye contact mm-hmm. all the time, but this yes. is what Mel said. Hold. Eye contact. Yes. 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 So when you when you're looking when you're talking to someone, look right. at them. Right, Mel. Right. Mm-hmm. So hold on. The second one is to be helpful, help others, which is we talk about yeah. being kind. Right. And that's really important. I love this one. Nodding in agreement. Ah, mm. uh, yes. that shows you're mm-hmm. that shows you're involved, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one is beyond time. Huh. <laughs> so I love those. I need to work on that one. Yeah, me I too. I love those. <laughs> I was a little
2: late for this podcast today. Is is that what you are bringing that up, Tom? Just, just come out and tell me it, it, if you are yeah, upset. Bob's the reason late. I you brought that up, but I have to I love it those. And, I think yeah.
1: that's really great advice for anyone. Oh, I do too. Because those are four things you can control, right, Mel? Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: and yeah. how
2: do you, how do your clients respond to that? Is that uh, do you have those four things? Because you notice that that's a problem with a lot of people.
0: I think. Um, I mean, it is definitely like the lateness. Um, I think it depends also in like kind of the culture that you live. I'm in San Diego and it (laughs) it always jokes. Everyone's late in San Diego. It's kind of like, you know, like beach time or whatever. But at the end of the day, those are very controllable actions that just make you instantly more likable. Um, Mm. There have been like studies on them too. And I think anything that you can get, um, I mean, I'm really big into personal development and um, self-growth and I think that paying attention to those little things become, you just, you're a a nicer person to be around, you're more pleasant to be Mm -hmm. around, um, and paying attention to those, I think, are important.
1: Okay, last thing, Mel, I have to ask you about, and this was one of my absolute favorite posts on your Instagram, and that was, I saw you walking around Home Depot.
3: Oh, I saw this. Right at the beginning
1: (laughs) of cuffing season, holding up a sign that says, I'm single. Mm. (laughs) Right, right yeah. at the head of what? Season? Cuffing. So you do know I did it cupping? before
0: the Home Depot okay. trend. To just to say, it, so, there's a whole like trend now in Home Depot. And is I, it
1: really? Like so did it? Does it work?
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Man, that was like probably the most embarrassing <laughs> like, TikTok I've ever had to do. My roommate was like, like, we had a whole plan. I was like, okay, I'm not going to open the sign yet. You're going to be on this side of the store, so I'm going to walk in this side. And then you're going to be filming me from here. I'm going to walk this way, and then we're going to go out and get in the car and leave. <laughs> and the, just because everyone's like looking at you like you're a weirdo. Um, but it actually did. I mean, I'm like standing in side in the parking lot. I haven't even gone inside yet. And this guy pulls up in his van, and he was like, six D or something, so not exactly the target market I was looking for. And he's like, You wanna hang out sometime? Oh yeah. He didn't didn't say
1: He didn't say you want to go out to dinner by (laughs) No, he just said to hang out. So 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 Mel, we have to get Sophia and Macy committed to try this and we can and we can video them and put it up on our Instagram. What do you think? Can we we commit you to that? I'll, I'll do go. it for you, Tom. I'll do I'll, it for you. All right, yeah. there you go. I'll yeah, work on that. Okay, right, and do you guys know cuffing season? No. Yeah. Yes. No. Oh, Macy knows. <laughs> I do. T- tell us, Macy. Well, um, tell Bob what it is.
3: Cuffing season is basically prior to winter. I would say is. I mean, it can be cuffed anytime. Cuffing basically just means that you're actually dating someone. Your boyfriend, girlfriend. Not going out with them, your boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. right? So,
1: so, it's, so you, it's you have you someone a, to hang out all winter with. You got a thing. You got a thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you're like, you're dating. Okay. All so right. there you go. Well, Mel, thank you. This was just amazing. I love everything you had to say. You have a wonderful spirit. Um, I love your testimony yes. uh, in the Savior. Yeah. I think it's important for everyone to hear that. I love what you had to say about developing your relationship with Christ. It helps give you more confidence inside, helps you radiate, and people will see that and feel that. And so, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And, Bob, thanks for being here. My pleasure. What a great show. Very yeah. interesting. Sophia, Macy, thank you. Thank you.
3: Of course. Awesome. Mel,
1: before we, ha- we let you go, tell everyone how they can find you and how they can get a hold of you. And if they want to talk to you more, what's the best way to, to do that?
0: Yeah, so my Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. It's I-Y-K-Y-K dot period dating. And that stands for if you know, you know. And I'm also on TikTok at the same app. Um, and then if you have any questions or anything, just DM me. I'm always, I'm on there pretty active. And we have our next dating workshop on June 16th and 17th. And we will be selling tickets um, via Instagram there.
1: And you have you have dating mixers coming up too, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we have them uh, mostly in Southern California right now, but I'm in the process of um, partnering with different dating coaches around the country. I went around the country last year, um, but trying to um, you just get different partners. So we have one upcoming in Orange County for the second of June. I'm oh, sorry, the third of June that's going
1: to be upcoming for the next mixer awesome maybe we can talk you into coming to salt lake sometime Mel. yeah i'll we'll have a mixer I'm here be awesome. be fun. yeah yeah well thank you <laughs> thank you again for coming you guys thank i hope you, that you'll mel. take an opportunity to reach out to mel and follow her on instagram she has some great stuff on there it's not all it's not serious it's very lighthearted, very fun and with just full of amazing advice that i think would help everyone <laughs> Uh, that goes on there and has an opportunity to listen hey also you can follow us on instagram at the it's just dinner podcast on instagram and we're also on tiktok Sophia is really busy now putting a bunch of stuff up for us so Mm -hmm. hopefully you'll see some of mel we'll we'll try to make sure that mel gets up on our instagram and uh, (laughs) that we can follow not only her but you can follow us as well macy thanks for being Uh, here
3: oh thank you it's always a pleasure
1: okay hey and listen you guys just to go have fun out there will you
0: been listening to the it's just dinner podcast produced edited mixed and recorded by some guy named glenn tom and bob's wardrobe provided by savers and deseret industries special thanks to sandy robinson and michelle walls for putting up with these two be sure to tune in to new episodes every friday for more dating tips and tricks bon appetit